So we talked about everything we got right and everything we learned from 2022. And now we want to talk about everything we did not get right and how we plan to fix that in 2023. So, Mike, what are some things you did not get right? Well, my take is a little less negative. I was thinking more like, <laughs> what do I want from 2023? What's missing? I don't really want to reflect back on my own failures in 2022 too much. We certainly could, but I like to be a little bit more positive than that. So that's where I'm coming fair. at it from. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's a couple pretty big ones here. And I don't know how we want to get into this really, but well, okay, let's start with a slightly simpler one. One of the things that we took a lot of, or put a lot of thought into and really looked at was your phone and how distracting that is. And that seems like not, a silly, simple thing. Not just my phone, though. Yours too, right? Yeah, ev all of the phones. Everyone's phone. <laughs> okay. is, uh, it is distracting in a way that changes th your, the state of your brain. And we observed this. It was almost a little bit shocking. But we, we did our challenge of a week where you weren't allowed to to use your phone unless it was plugged in or, you know, set in a specific spot. So you just, you couldn't have it with you and using it all the time. And other than that initial withdrawal period of just feeling kind of weird, you get to this point where after a couple of days, your mind feels different. You're just, you're able to sit there comfortably without being stimulated by something external and it actually feels good. And you start feeling more comfortable in your thoughts and it just it's a totally different experience by removing the phone but the problem for me is that i can do that and i i like doing that i kind of go through these phases of uh, i'll be really strict about the phone usage where it's it's on the cabinet plugged in and i really just don't touch it unless i'm you know i force myself to get up and go check it and other times I'm a little more lax about it. I'll kind of sit on the couch and use it for a bit. But even then, I'm still trying to be pretty good about if I'm done using it, I'll kind of push it away out of arm's reach so that if I want to use it again, I have to take some physical action to get it. And I can't just compulsively use it. I got that mostly figured out. Actually doing it, you know, sometimes that slips a bit, but it's pretty good. The problem for me, though, is that I sit down and work at a computer all day for my job and a lot of my interests and hobbies revolve around a computer too. So I'm just at a computer all the time. And sometimes I can be pretty good about this, but often enough, I get really distracted on a computer. I have notifications going off constantly of, you know, different communication channels, Slack and Discord and all of that. I'm frequently, you know, tabbing over to something else and, and getting lost and whatever is kind of spiking my interest. It's just, it feels very similar to the phone problem in that while I'm there at the computer, I just feel very distracted all the time. It feels like it's kind of pulling my brain apart the same way that just constantly compulsively using my phone does. And I've tried a few things, but just nothing has really worked to where it, it feels really good like I want it to. And I, right. we could... 
we could talk about that problem now we could try to solve it but i don't i don't want to get too much into it because that's really a a thing for this year but that is just a major source of negative mental conditioning for me and that is something i want to work on this year well that's kind of something i want to work on too i realized that one of my biggest problems in the last six months or so has been just sitting on my computer you know when i get home or mm -hmm. at night i just kind of sit there and I'll watch youtube or whatever and i it's just an enormous time waste i mean i'm also on the computer all day long when i'm at work but right i mean there's plenty of distractions there too but there's not a whole lot i can do about that one but when i'm at home the computer just becomes this massive time wasting uh pit of despair kind of thing mm -hmm. and so that's also on my list of things to fix and one thing i started doing though this doesn't take care of the distractions while you're actually on it but i i now have an alarm that goes off at like 10 25 and then at 10 30 the computer shuts off no matter what so nice. i've been testing that out over the past week and it's pretty cool i don't i feel like i'll, I'll figure out some workarounds pretty right. soon but that's one thing that i'm trying to take care of yeah that almost gets into kind of a bigger thing i think what we're talking about you could split into two pieces one is how do you use a computer and do it right. without this problem of your just your mind starting to fragment and getting distracted and everything so there's that because like i said for me i have to use it and i i work from home so i gotta work but then i'm at home and i can kind of do whatever and waste all the time i want to waste i just have to get the work done eventually it, it leads into that dark playground type of thing where you're just right. kind of working kind of not so there's that problem that's a big big problem for me but then the other one is almost a bigger problem or not maybe not bigger but like a larger scope of okay what do i want to do when i get done with work do i want to be on the computer do i not you know setting a hard limit for yourself is great but then it's kind of this question of okay what then right. it feels like it always sort of pops out somewhere like with the phone thing there's been times where i'm like okay i'm my phone's plugged in it's put away i'm not using it i'm pretty awesome really got this figured out and then i'm just sitting there on the couch with my laptop in front of me doing pointless stuff on my <laughs> laptop like this is a giant phone this is not better this is the same problem, maybe worse, because now I'm sitting on my laptop. So, so how are you going to fix it? What well, I don't know. That's that's the question for... To I think this is why it's so much harder. And this gets into something else I'm interested in for this year. But the phone, you can take a pretty simple binary approach. And it, it works beautifully. There's sometimes where this won't work, but at least for us and... and in most cases, this works really well, which is make your phone not in arm's reach. It's essentially what it boils down to. So if we just said, throw your phone away, you can never use it again, that wouldn't work. Nobody could do that because you actually do need one. It can be really important. You need to be able to communicate with people. You need directions when you go somewhere. You got to be able to call a lift, stuff like that, right? You need the phone. But you can kind of find this this almost middle ground of 
okay, put the phone somewhere else where you can't reach it easily. And that means that you have to take some physical action whenever you use it. And that by itself is enough to keep you from using it compulsively. Like you don't really develop this habit of constantly using it and needing it and filling in the gaps because it's out of arm's reach. So it takes the guy to get up off the couch and go get it. So it just doesn't really happen, but it, it works. We can use that solution to say, all right, we put enough barriers in front of your phone. That's that. But the computer doesn't work that way because I need to be on the computer for sometimes 10 hours a day. So you can't just take this very simple binary approach of, okay, well, put the computer somewhere else. You're only allowed to use it infrequently because like, I, just, I have to be in front of it. So it has to be a messier solution. It has to be something that's, you know, complicated of install this browser extension to keep you right. from browsing YouTube too much and try this and that and set a timer. And it needs all these little details to try to keep me in a good spot. What if, okay, this is a bit drastic, but what if you got two computers, one that only had work stuff on there and then the other that had everything else on there? I mean, for you, you're having to use Google and you're having to use some of those things. Right. But, Sometimes I have to use Reddit. Sometimes yeah. I'm searching for a problem and the answer is on a Reddit post. And it's like, well, I got to get on Reddit. And that's the worst place on the internet for me well, in terms of distraction. Is it, is it infrequent enough where you could just go to the other computer and do Maybe. that? Or? And, and this is the thing though, right? Like I, I've tried some of this. I have Reddit blocked on most machines. Uh, and I have to go down into the basement to use it. Like it's it's unblocked on the computer in the basement, which works out pretty well because I can still get to it. It's just a pain in the ass. So that helps limit that. But Reddit is not the only problem. And that also doesn't work when I'm not at home because I, it's not blocked when I'm not on my home network, like I'm at a coffee shop or something. So it's easy to kind of fall into it that way. But even still, it doesn't have to be Reddit. It can be almost anything where this happened to me yesterday. I'm, I start the day out and everything's great. I, I get up at a good time. I kind of do the morning routine stuff. I even exercise a little bit. I wind up at a coffee shop, I get my coffee, settle down. And I can kind of feel that I still think of it as the motivation train, that thing you, you called it a million oh, yeah. years ago, where you just, you have to push the train and then you hop on after a little while. So there's that 10 minutes of kind of having to push through a little bit and just my mind's not really focused on it. But then it starts to, and it's like, okay, I, I get it. I'm I'm getting into this. I'm, my things are starting to click. I'm thinking. And so I get this hour, maybe hour and a half of pretty clean work where I'm feeling all right. But then it's it's like as I wake up more and my mind starts moving a lot more, I start to get almost kind of excited. And at one point, I just sort of stopped. And I thought, okay, let's count how many simultaneous things I have going right now. And the number was something like five. I have a tab open because I'm trying to figure out how to change some obscure feature on my laptop. And then I have some code going. And then I have some other side project thingy that I got sucked into. And then some other website. And then I got Amazon open searching for something I was going to buy. It's like my mind just wants to start fragmenting and doing all these different things. And that tends to happen as the day goes on. And that's that problem. It's similar to the phone thing where when you put the phone away, you're not able to gratify all these impulses. And so you wind up just being much calmer. Your thoughts are just cleaner and clearer. I, I've even uh, somebody, I can't remember who this was. They were claiming that uh, 
if you do that for a while, your brain uh, starts to use alpha waves rather than beta waves, which is just like a slower waveform. Like your mind is measurably calmer. Like if you were to to measure it with some kind of brain imaging instrument, that's what it feels like. But at the computer, the environment is there where I can just get distracted and it just keeps happening. And I have ideas on it of, you know, okay, I, I got rid of my second screen. So that's no longer there because that, as much as I thought that would be great for, I can have documentation here and then I'll be coding over here. No, it's really just YouTube and other garbage over here all the time. It's distracting me. So got rid of that. That was helpful. But it's like, there's all these little little rules and things that have to be in place. And it's really hard to to get it to where it really works in the way that it does with the phone. So you don't have a solution? Well, here's the thing. Like I have ideas and I, I've even started to write them up. Well, think of it this way, right? So if you, if you were eating really poorly right you're very unhealthy uh, it would be great if you could just stop eating you could just say you know what i i i mean if you're an alcoholic this is very very hard to do i'm not minimizing it but if you're an alcoholic the solution to that is to not drink alcohol anymore right and if you continue to not drink alcohol anymore then you're doing really well you know trying to recover from alcoholism like it's a very binary thing like this thing is bad for me i have to just stop doing it but if you overeat it's a lot trickier because you can't just say, okay, no more food, never doing that again. It's such a problem for me. I just can't deal with it because you will die eventually if you don't eat food. So you can't just take this, okay, not doing that, no more food approach. You have to start thinking, okay, well, I need to eat, but I can't eat too much. So how do I do that? I got to come up with some diet or some plan and then it's going to work for a little while and then it gets hard and like emotional stuff happens that makes it difficult. But no matter what, if you're if you're eating too much and you want to change that, you need a protocol, you need a diet. And there's a billion diets out there. Most of them do pretty much the same thing, which is to get you to eat less for the most part. And they're all just a million different ways of trying to make that happen. And I feel like that's, that's the solution that has to happen here is something more like a diet. It's a protocol that we got to come up with to try and make this work. You can't just take the, the nuclear option of, okay, just no more computer. I'm not doing it. But, okay, you were saying the phone is a very black and white thing. You say, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to leave it in one place and then I'll have to walk to it if I want to use it. And that'll be hard enough to keep me from doing that or to keep me from using the phone. Well, the problem right. is that I've been trying to do that many many times ever since the challenge but because i'm not in a challenge anymore i do it for a few days and then i'm like oh well i i screwed that up i'm i i should get back to that or whatever like it, it's not yeah that doesn't work saying that doesn't work thinking that way doesn't work trying to do a diet it just it, there's a different element in there that has to be has to be there in order for it to work it only worked because we were doing a specific challenge and I knew I would lose all mm -hmm. my whole reputation if I couldn't do it for, for the challenge. And what was that? Only a week? Yeah, it's a week. <laughs> so that's the only time it worked. Whereas every other time when it's just up to me, it ends up not working eventually. And that's the major issue that I'm, I'm having 
with this previous year that I also want to fix for this next year. And it doesn't just apply to phone and computer. It's it's everything. I want to be waking up at the mm -hmm. same time every day. I want to not be using my phone. I want to not be distracted by my computer. There's so many things that I want. You know, I want to be exercising right. again and, and just getting back. But I keep relying just on myself to do that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. It can work for a few days or a week or two weeks or whatever. But eventually you fall back to your default state, which is not working. Well, so that's a very missing... good point. Yeah. What's the missing element? What is the thing? Well, I don't know. But the amazing thing about this episode is that we don't have to figure it out. We're just punting this to future overanalyzers to sort through. So that's I don't what we don't, I was... we don't have to have an answer. Oh, well, I was really hoping you'd have an answer for that. Well, no, I don't. But I, well, step one is to identify the problem, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at or what I want to do. I think those are two different problems. So the, the thing that I'm thinking about with the computer and all that is we need to come up with the right protocol. What is it that you need to do that'll make this work well? We did that for the phone. It's not perfect. We could we could continue to work on that. It's very simple. Just, oh, leave it plugged in all the time. But that doesn't work for everybody because sometimes you, know, you have to be in constant communication with people or you're, you have to be watching out for a message or whatever, right? Yeah. Not everybody can really do that. But at least if you can, that works very well. So the protocol for the phone is pretty simple. The protocol for working at a computer, kind of unknown. And then the other problem, which is what you're talking about, is, okay, so you know the protocol. What if you just don't do it? And <laughs> that is where I'm at, too. I have been in a pretty crappy spot this week. And I know why. It's because I haven't been getting up at the same time. I was doing great for a while. And then, you know reasons and stuff and whatever and now i'm getting up somewhere between seven and ten and it feels terrible and now when i do get up i feel like i'm not awake and like all the routines are gone because it's a different random time and it sucks and it makes me feel really crappy and i know why it's because i gotta get up at the right time but i'm not because i don't want to right how do you so, fix that that's also where i've been and i i told you this but in the last six eight months or something i've been stuck i guess it's just six months i've been stuck in this everything just sort of fell apart i got sick for a few weeks and then i stopped exercising and then my sleep schedule got totally screwed up started staying up really late sleeping in or just waking up at totally infrequent times and then i sort of lost focus on on all the stuff i was working on just everything just completely fell out of place and i've been trying to fix it but it's just sort of broken and so i was th when we were thinking back on the previous year and years before that even i'm thinking okay there was a time where i was very motivated to exercise and to work out a lot and then it hit me okay well why was i so motivated to exercise it was because i was doing those obstacle course races you know and i was yeah. doing you know the 5Ks whenever I could or, or whatever. So I had all of these like external external events to go to and to kind of give me that that motivation. And then I was th when we were thinking back on the year, one of the highlights was when I was doing that drawing challenge where I was drawing every day with my friend. And the 
it's like my drawing skills reached this, you know, all time high for that year. And then it continued for the next month or so, just because we had done this challenge. And that's another external thing that was sort of, you know, outside of me. And then when we were sleeping or when we were getting up at the same time every day, it's because we were doing a challenge for it. And then when we were doing great with our phones, it was because we were doing a challenge for it. All of these things were connected to external forces or external events. And it's almost like we're, we're half human, half puppet, where there's only so much we can do on our own. And in order to, to reach our, you know, max value or, I don't know, full potential, it's like we have to have that external force sort of pulling us, yeah. you know. And so that's what I'm going to try to set up for the next year is sort of adding on these external events you know, and, and tie them to the things that I actually want to do just with a little bit of added pressure. Hopefully not too much where it crushes me, but a- right. enough to get me to, to stick to the protocol, to, to stick to the things that I actually want to stick to. Yeah, I agree. In fact, with the waking up thing, so I was getting up right on time every morning for weeks. And this was when uh, Sam was gone. And a big part of the reason was I would, you know, my alarm would go off and this is on my watch. It would just vibrate at 730 and I'd be in bed. I would kind of wake up, just sort of roll over, turn it off. And then the dog would hear that, just kind of hear me moving around. And then he would jump on the bed and be right in my face and like, hey, cool. Time for food, time for walk, time for playing around, time for all this stuff. And like, he's not interested in going back to sleep. He's ready. He's, you know, breathing mm-hmm. down my face. So it's like, okay, you know, go away. Let me sleep. And he's like, nope, not doing that. And so I would just get up because there's a dog in my face. And it's just, it's, you can't really sleep like that. But my wife's back. So he wakes up and he'll bother her and she'll kind of get out of bed and deal with it. And I'm like, cool, I'll just sort of lay here. Right. <laughs> And it's just, it's this external factor that had changed to where the dog's not really getting me up or I don't have to be up for it. So it winds up, I just end up sleeping instead of getting up. And it's, it's my level of self-control didn't really change or willpower, whatever you want to call it. It's this external factor that changed. And it's such a trivial sounding thing, you know, just the way the dog happens to operate. He bothers her before he bothers me, but that made all the difference. The environment changed. Yeah, yeah, and, the environment changed. Yeah, and, and looking back on the last year, if I, if I locate all of my problems, it's either because, you know, if I changed, it's because... Or the environment doesn't just have to be, you know, an external environment. It's, it's you. And yeah. so, like, it... I started staying up later because I started, you know, watching stuff on the computer or TV or whatever, and that pushed into the next day. And that's why I can't get up at the same time every day anymore. So it's right. a change in environment. And yep. that's that's what I want to work on this next year is make, I don't know, making my computer shut off. So, you know, at a certain point. So then I just kind of get tired or, or do something else. Yeah, And I don't know, I want to make the environment make me do the things I want to do. 
I yeah, I I'm very much down for that. I think that's very key. I I've said this for a long time with food. I really don't have enough self-control to deal with junk food being around me. I just don't. And I really think that most people don't. Some, sure, maybe they just don't care, but it's so... If there's a bowl of Skittles on the coffee table, that means that you have to make a continuous constant decision to not eat it forever like at any given moment you're deciding to not eat it and if you make the correct choice you have to make the correct choice again one second later because they're still there and you still want to eat them but and this assumes that you have control of this and you aren't in a household where not everybody's seeing eye to eye here but if you can go to the grocery store and think okay I'm not going to buy Skittles because I don't want to eat that. I don't think it's very good for me. Then you can make a discrete decision. You walk past it, you're done, and then you get out of the store and you go home and there you go. Like there just there aren't any in the house, so you don't have to make infinity decisions of not eating Skittles. You just have to make one or maybe a half hour's worth of decision while you're at the store. Just make sure you don't buy it in that half hour. That to me is just my only way of dealing with eating well. And I'm very comfortable with that. I can eat I've done many different diets or eating patterns and I'm really fine with eating however I need to. The self-control part of it is not a problem if that if it plays out that way where I make those choices at a very high level making a very discreet single decision that affects me and I'm essentially deciding on my environment. I'm saying I'm going to live in a house that doesn't have a bowl of skittle on the coffee table and I can make that choice and then I'm living in that house and there's only so much fish and broccoli you're going to eat in one day before you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat anymore. I don't want it anymore because that's the environment that I'm in. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think that's a extremely vital way of, of trying to think. And it really accounts for most of the problems that we've had. And if we could work on that, that would be amazing. So the answer is throw away the Skittles. If you don't, don't want to eat them. Skittles or yeah. don't buy the Skittles. Yeah. So how do you don't buy the Skittles with computer and phone and staying oh, right. up that's late? A whole, and... Yeah. That's a whole wide open thing of trying to sort through. And, and some of that stuff, like I said, with the computer, sometimes you can't just not buy the Skittles. I mean, we ha we have to figure out what falls into that category? What can we actually just eliminate and change? And then what are we just going to have to try and deal with? Right. I don't want to deal with anything. I just want it. I, I want my only choices to be the right decision. Right. But I just, I don't think that's always possible. As much as I would love that. I know. I know. If I'm sitting at a computer, I can open a browser window and I can waste time doing something dumb. I can block whatever websites you can name off and it won't matter because I'll find something else. I'll just start reading Wikipedia for an hour because suddenly that's way more interesting than what I was doing before. Just there's, it's like you have to kind of meet halfway for that kind of thing. Like the environment has to be improved as much as you can. Those are amazing changes if you can make them. If you can make it to where your computer is just inherently less distracting, awesome. 
that's really good. But that's not going to get you 100% there. You have to kind of meet in the middle and say, okay, what do I need to do to try and get myself in a state where I can exist on this computer and not fall into this distraction multitasky trap like I usually do? So you're just you're trying to get those things to yeah to both okay come so I used to be pretty good about running and exercising working out and everything because I wanted to I mean it was a challenge but I wanted to and that was because I was doing these these races and stuff and since I stopped doing that I've I'll work out occasionally and do it for a little bit and then I give up and then I do it again or whatever but it's never I never driven like I was back then yeah. So tomorrow I'm I'm talking to my friend and we're going to sign up for for two of them next year. And okay. So I think that'll be a way to get me to get my mind in a place to where I want to work out or you know I feel that that pressure. So it's sort of it changes that part of your brain that you were saying. The part of you that needs to make the right decision. Yeah. Not just the environment, because I could get rid of everything else in my house, but my weights and even still without right. any reason outside of that to use them, I probably still wouldn't want to use them. So that's one thing I'm doing. And for drawing, I'm going to try to uh, going to work with my friend and come up with another challenge that we can do, maybe multiple challenges this next year. I'm going to try to tie them into some of the my own personal work that I want to do and hopefully just start adding these reasons for me to make the right decision. So I guess that's the other half of it. Yeah. And then also the other side is changing the environment to make it fit. So, yeah. And I, I also think you just mentioned this kind of, but a lot of what we were really successful at was, by making it a challenge and making it public. And for a lot of these things, we actually put together a Google Doc with a bunch of names for everybody who wanted to participate. These are just people from the community. And then we would have this little, you know, check mark or number or whatever that you would put in every day. And that worked super well for a while. I think for a few reasons part of it was the novelty of it of okay yeah let's do this this is exciting so everybody kind of has this you know novelty thing going on to where you're pretty invested in it but it was something that was it was satisfying to do you kind of see these things being connected and turning green and there's that element of it it's public to where you feel like you're kind of putting yourself in front of other people a little bit and it, it's this community thing like it just felt really good and it also kind of fell off eventually for most things. Part of it was just we finished this challenge and you know, then it's like, okay, does anyone want to do it again for this month? And the enthusiasm just tends to be a little less or, you know, I'm, I move on to something else. This person moves on to something else. So there's, there's that. But it felt like we were really onto something there. And I wonder if we could maybe think a little more about that. You know, Google Docs was great, but maybe that's a little bit limiting we could think of maybe other ways of trying to create that type of experience figure out what parts of it worked really well and maybe what parts didn't but it just felt like a very promising thing and i would love to explore that a little more yeah absolutely if it, yeah google docs got a bit big 
and then we're doing you know six seven challenges or something and then it, yeah you know, it yeah there's definitely confusing. some downsides like i pretty often i would be the person at the top because i would make the google doc or whoever made it wanted me at the top which is whatever so i kind of like felt seven this... people down <laughs> right i mean whatever <laughs> but it made me feel like i'm you know very visible there and so if i didn't yeah. do it for a while it really hurt the look of the thing so maybe you know if we could i don't know i'm kind of dreaming a little bit here but could design something maybe where it would sort of sort people or always show you on top when you open it you know so you kind of get some perspective of it and if somebody drops off they they lose visibility or i don't know but i i can visualize or, or kind of imagine a system that doesn't fall into some of the traps that the google doc approach did that might be just better okay. and easier making that is one of your goals this year okay well it's not like i don't have another major personal project going right. but i feel like something like that could be really good okay there's something else i, I want to talk about here unless you have anything else on this no I'm thinking. okay so another pretty major area that i want to work on is and this gets a little bit high level i guess but we've been doing this podcast for almost two years now right and really the basic premise has been hey let's start thinking about how we think and how we operate and what our habits are and our normal responses to things Let's question that a little bit. Let's take the assumption that you can improve yourself and you can improve all of those aspects. And let's take that apart and put it back together. Let's just figure out how do we, how do we do better? How do we think better? And we applied that to specific things like art. For me, I was playing a lot of StarCraft. That's kind of what, uh, like instigated this of hey i can't get any better at this game why is that let's try and figure out how i can get better and we've made a lot of improvements and got a lot of benefit out of that but there's also a downside i think which is you can get yourself into a mode where it feels like you're just thinking about what you're thinking about all the time. It's like there's this narrative in your head of, oh, this isn't the right thing to be doing and I ought to be doing this instead. Or, oh, you know, today I think I'm a little off and I ought to be, you know, I, I should have done this or that. Or, oh, that's an interesting thought pattern. I should talk about that on the podcast. And like it, it can wind up, first, it can be exhausting because you're just constantly analyzing everything you do. And then second, it can be detrimental. And we talked about this a bit when we were getting into the game of tennis and uh, the Batman effect and that kind of thing. But take the Batman effect. Just as a quick reminder, this was, we, we did a podcast on the Batman effect, which, would, which was this study that some psychologists did where they were studying children and they found that the more inside their own head the children were, the poorer they performed at different tasks, like games and whatnot. And the more they could get them outside of their head, like not thinking about, oh, what am I doing? 
is this good or bad? Like that type of thinking. The farther they could get them away from that, the better they performed at these tasks. And the farthest they could get them was role-playing as Batman, pretending to be a superhero because that just put them in a totally different state of mind. And to me, the the hyper-analysis thing is kind of going in the wrong direction where you're really thinking about yourself and you're really getting in your own head. And we know that that's not the way to do well or perform well or learn well. Is that you really want to be out of your head. You want to be just doing and feeling and being confident in everything. Like kind of pretending to be Batman. And it's kind of two-edged because I fundamentally agree with the whole premise we took, which is if you just don't think about it and you just do something then there's all kinds of things that you don't know or don't recognize that contribute to how well you do. Or in the example of me trying to get really good at StarCraft, like I sort of capped out. Like I have certain habits, certain thought patterns, all kinds of things that I'm just not even really conscious of. And I practice the game enough to where I kind of hit that skill ceiling. And then that's just where I sit. And I don't really get any better. And you witness this with people across all different domains all the time. There's an article that came out recently looking at the the guy who's played the most games of chess on Lee Chess. I think it was Lee Chess. It might have been chess.com. But they're like they found the guy who played the most games and his his ELO was like a thousand, which is not very high. There's just this guy who'd played a million games and just had been plateaued for a decade. It just never really got any better. And it's that, right? Like you you have your habits, you have your way of thinking, and so you just do something enough where you just kind of top out and that's where you are. And if you want to get better, you have to uproot some of that stuff and you have to figure out a better way to think and operate. And that can be very difficult. But if you do, then you can raise your potential where now you can get better. But the problem, and this is what I'm very long-windedly trying to talk about here, is that it leads to this hyper-analysis problem where now you're just thinking about all this stuff all the time and it winds up interfering with your ability to do the thing. So it's like you have to somehow do both at the same time, which is to analyze and think and reevaluate all your assumptions, but then also get to where you completely turn that off and you can just do. And that's something I'm struggling with. And I've noticed that for a lot of things where I just, I'm really in my head about a lot of stuff. I have wondered that. Would I be better at art if I had an art podcast? Or would I be better at art if we talked about this stuff? The act of doing it and your habits and, you know, yeah. setting yourself up so you can do it. I I don't know. Because this has solved a lot of things for me. So, right. And it's same but, for me. Like, it has yeah. solved things, but it has created other problems too. Agreed. So... What's the solution? I guess I want to get to a point where it's sort of like an actor in a play where you do rigorous research and rehearsal and you think about everything and you work really hard and then you go on stage, you forget everything and you just perform. Right. That's what I want out of this you know i don't want this to be a performance where we you know 
talk about how, I don't know, how we super learned something or super focused or whatever, you know. Yeah. This is the practice. This is the rehearsal. And then when I get out of here and I go to my drawing desk, it is the performance and you forget everything and you just draw or you just paint. I'd, I want to develop a process that specifically recognizes that performance segment of, of the day or, you know. Yeah, it feels like, it feels like there needs to be this arc of, you take something, you start observing yourself, you start reevaluating it, take yourself apart a little bit. And then you kind of carry it through some process to where eventually you've put it all back and you're not thinking about it anymore. And you're just doing the thing, writing on these new habits and these new, you know, innate behaviors and whatnot. But there's, it feels like there needs to be this whole chronological process that, that kind of changes between different stages and gets you right. from one place to another. That's one of the things on my list for today that I, I want to bring up and I want to start working on this year is specific protocols. You know, we talk a lot. We do a lot of conversational form stuff. You know, we think about things. We talk about things. So we wind up with this big blob of conversation around it and different ideas and thoughts. But I want to wind up with a very specific set of rules or or steps or guidelines whatever that looks like for very certain things for example and this is i started thinking about this yesterday and today because i wanted to bring up this i get distracted to this computer all the time problem what i want there and i think this is what is needed is a protocol you know a set of eight things or 10 things that I need to do when I sit down to work at the computer. I want a, a physical list or, or a digital list, whatever, but like actual words typed out with bullet points on here's the rules, here's what you do. And part of that could be environmental things like, okay, make sure that you don't have this program installed or you can't have the Reddit app downloaded on your phone or whatever, right? Like, I don't know what exactly this looks like, but I want a real thing, like a document that says, here's our rules, our protocol for this specific problem. And I want this type of thing for a lot of stuff. And this would, this is a big picture thing, so it might be very difficult, but I want a protocol for that, for... Okay, you want to learn a new thing? You want to change some fundamental habit in your art, in your whatever? Then here's what you go through. And it's some kind of sequential protocol. Here's the first thing you do. Here's the next thing you do. But I want it to be concrete because I feel like I need that. There, there's all kinds of things that we've talked about before where I'm all excited about it at first and I try all this stuff out. But then months later... I've just kind of forgotten or I'm excited about something else and that's displaced the older stuff that I'm just not really thinking about as much. And I really want to land on something very specific. Like I said, kind of like a diet, like a, 
But you want to follow the zone diet? Well, here's the zone diet and here's the rules. Or you want to follow a keto diet? Well, here's what you got to do to follow the keto diet. Well, you want to follow the don't fry your brain and turn into a scrambled egg while you're working at the computer? Well, here's how you do that. That's what I want. On a manifesto. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's starting to sound a little culty, but I like it. I mean, doesn't everything eventually end in cult <laughs> yeah. status? You want formulas for specific problems. Yeah, and, and I, I know you can't just come up with some perfect formula. I'm not even interested in perfect. I just want a thing. I want a real concrete thing that we can look at and argue about and say, let's do this, and then it doesn't work right, and we can change it, whatever. But like, I just I want a real thing. I like that. I'm still thinking about shutting off the analysis because that's such an important, I mean, we talked about this in Game of Tennis, but it's such an important part of how humans work. Yeah. And it's the second half. It's the, it's the other side of the coin. And I don't think shutting off your analysis for your everyday behaviors or, or your everyday routine. I think that's kind of bad. <laughs> you don't really need to shut off, you know, thinking of, you don't need to shut off the analysis for your day-to-day -day, uh, routines and stuff. It doesn't help you out much there. But when you actually go to perform something or, or do a job or create a, a piece of art or music, you need to be able to shut that off because that yeah. hyper, hyper awareness is very bad. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm still thinking about that. Well, even, even then for the daily routine stuff, I, I've had this problem, especially recently, trying to exercise because I'm in this kind of weird spot where I'm doing a weirdo diet and I really want to be doing cardio, which is kind of a new thing for me, but I also really want to be doing weightlifting. So the diet is weird and there's, I'm just kind of trying to figure out some of the ins and outs of that. But then also I've got this running program that I was starting to get some shin splints. So I kind of backed off the program and was doing some sort of easier stuff like longer, slower runs and doing some rowing. But then I got my, my lifting plan and in my head, I'm like, okay, I, I really want to be exercising a lot. So I'm going to try to do it every morning. But then I've been getting up a little bit late and then every morning I kind of run into this problem. Of, okay, what do I do today? Should I do some rowing? Should I be doing heavy deadlifts? Should I go out and run? And I'm just not really sure what the right thing is. So I wind up just kind of thinking about it a lot all the time. And then pretty often, like today, I didn't do anything. So whatever the right answer was, I didn't do that because I did nothing. So... There's another thing here, which is I'm just I'm spending a lot of time analyzing and it's making this thing that I want to be doing harder because one, I just don't really know what to do. And then even if I do end up working out, it's like I spend half an hour going, well, should I be doing like heavier singles today or should I stay on higher volume or should I be running? And so even if I do something, it's like there's this extra half hour of agonizing over it. And that's just fatiguing. We've mentioned this before too, but just the, the amount of 
thinking about stuff that you do outside of the actual task itself can be pretty exhausting. Whereas if I just thoughtlessly did something every single morning, it would be way less of a deal. So I, there's something there too. Like it's even just for your daily routine, I think it's worth right. removing right. a lot of the analysis. Yeah, totally take back what I said. Well, I mean, I, but you still have a point. I'm just saying it's not just the performance that you don't want to be overthinking. It's there's other times when you really don't want to be thinking either. You want to be thinking about stuff at the right times when it's worth thinking about. So you know how at New Year's, everyone comes up with these New Year's resolutions. And the general consensus across every productivity podcast or whatever, they say, well, you know, that's that's the worst time of year to make, uh, you know, New Year's or worst time of year to make goals or blah, blah, blah or whatever. And everybody just hates on it. And then people are like, OK, well, I guess I just won't make any goals. Right. But it's funny because if you think about it, what typically happens is someone makes, you know, a New Year's resolution and they get really excited about it. And then, of course, they do it for a few weeks or a few months or whatever, and then they fail at it. They yep. didn't do it the whole year. Ah, oh, well, I guess the stupid thing was that they made a New Year's resolution. They shouldn't have done that. They should have known better. Well, I th if you look at it the other way, it worked. Like, the only problem was that it only happened once a year, you know? So they only reflected on what they actually want out of the next year or what they actually want in life. They only reflected on that one time in that whole year. And what if you just like, what if there were holidays, you know, 10 holidays in a year, or let's say, I don't know, 12 holidays in a year at the end of every month. What if we did that at the end of every month? Well, then it would work, you know, it would work for a month. And then when it starts to, to trail off or you lose interest or it fails or whatever, you think about it again and you reassess and then you, you do it again. And with, with this kind of thing where you don't want to, you don't want to be thinking of a new new year's resolution every single day, right. every day when you wake up and you're not sure, ah, oh, well, do I want to do running or do I want to lift weights or do I want to whatever? There's a time to reflect and then reassess and then plan. And then there's a time to not do that. Yeah. and just do the work and there's got to be a pretty good rhythm you know if you look at humans the way you know we we set goals just like everyone else we set goals we have challenges whatever that novelty problem it only lasts a certain amount of time and then unless it's like perfectly seamlessly integrated into your routine it just goes away and you forget about it and whatever but if you can sort of find a rhythm of assessing, you know, thinking about the big picture, you know, making a estimated projection of where you want to be and then doing that, sticking to it and not worrying about that big decision. You're not, you're not constantly looking at the bowl of Skittles anymore. You know, right. you make right. the one decision at the store and then you live the next two weeks before you have to go get groceries or one week or whatever, before you go get groceries again and then make the decision again. So what if you make a plan for, you know, you think about what you want in life, you come up with a strategy to get that. And then for the next three months, you don't question it again. You just do the work for three months and then you review 
at the end of that yeah. three months and you do it again. You go to the grocery store again and you decide to buy or not buy the Skittles, you know? So I, yeah. I'm wondering if there's, well, we, we kind of talked about this before, but I want to do three month reviews, you know, this year. Okay. I'm down. And, and I think that would be at least some small way of, you know, we plan out the next three months. We don't question that. We don't question the big picture anymore. We just do the work. And then if at the end of that three months it didn't work, oh, well, you reassess and you do it again. And I, I think something like that could be really helpful. Yeah. And just to kind of add on to that a little bit, I think the the flip side is also very important where pretty often I'll wind up doing something and I won't reassess. I get kind of stuck in this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I really should. Right. I remember I was doing this really weird diet um, called 4-3 where you basically just don't eat for three days out of the week. And uh, <laughs> it, it, I know. That sounds it, so bad. You could have just asked me, hey, is this a good idea? I would have said no, because <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> well, you would have been, actually, it worked pretty well for a little while. Um, but then it everything got, does. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Again, I'm not, I'm not bringing this up to try and suggest it to anybody. I think it's, I don't know, some guy wrote a book about it. Whatever. That's not I wonder if he's still, is he still doing it? I don't know. He's still okay. making money off the book. So the point is, I was like, I want to try this. So I did thinking, you know, I read the guy's book. And I was like, oh, there's, there's some good science here. It actually kind of checks out and autophagy and, you know, time restricted feeding and whatever. So I do it and then it, it works pretty well at first. And actually it wasn't as bad as it sounds like. Um, but then eventually I just start feeling terrible and really just I'm not eating enough and instead of going okay it's time to reevaluate I just sat there and like nope gotta do it gotta be super hardcore right. that's how you get ahead in life is to be hardcore and I wound up just being really miserable and getting I just it was bad and it took me way too long to get off of that and it was kind of this almost the opposite problem where instead of over-evaluating constantly, I'm not evaluating when I should have. So it, it should have been, okay, let's try this for two weeks and then we'll stick it out for two weeks, but then we gotta rethink this and then maybe we do go another month and then rethink it. But like there needs to be moments of honest re-evaluation where you say, okay, is this the right thing? Is it really getting the results I want? Because it's easy to wind up on the other end of that where you're just like, nope, gotta do it and you wind up just not really getting anywhere but you're so determined to keep grinding away at it that you just keep doing right. it and things are always going to change i mean your environment changes you change right just everything changes all the time always and you you do have to reevaluate but you can't do it constantly right right exactly and there isn't some perfect time interval for that to work you know you can't say okay i'm going to reevaluate every three months though i think that's a good it's a good estimate of when you should but you know there's no there's no perfect time frame i don't think you could come up with a a bulleted you know 
manifesto or, or task list or, or whatever for or a prescription for when you should reevaluate, you know, exactly. Because it sort of depends on the situation, but it yeah. does, but at the same time <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't think we could come up with some perfect document that says here's the exact <laughs> yes. moment in time when you must now turn your brain back on and start thinking <laughs> again and here's all the things you have to do right like that wouldn't work but then the other side of that is just to have absolutely nothing to where you just do stuff and whatever and that's what we're doing right now is to just kind of do whatever and think whenever and there's just no plan at all in the same way that okay to bring back the diet example most people do what's called the standard american diet which is eat anything you want all the time whatever it is don't care doesn't matter go nuts that's the diet for most people and everybody's dying like it's super bad like if you look at any any graph of a bad thing of cancer of diabetes of you know morbid obesity they're all like to the moon because that's what we're doing and it's just it's a bad plan it's a really bad plan it used to work when there was no food and you had to, you know, chase down a moose on foot if you wanted to eat. But that's different now. Circumstances are changed. And so now it's not working. So, yeah, I don't think you would be trying to spell out, you know, every gram of everything you're going to eat every day for the rest of your life. That's probably not reasonable. But having some type of restriction or some type of eating pattern or something to try and keep you from being on that left end of just insanity... That seems like a good thing. I mean, it's provably a good thing. People who restrict their diet in some way tend to be healthier than people who don't. Like, we know that. So I think you could apply some of that thinking here too, which is clearly there's some sort of arc. There's there's moments to be evaluating and, and thinking. And then there's many moments where you need to not be doing that. It's actually important to not be doing that, where you're really just dedicating 100% of your brain power to doing the actual thing in this batman-like sort of way but then you can't do that forever so this is kind of what i mean with the protocol thing like let's just come up with some basic thinking around that some basic plan of okay here's some guidelines here's how you could approach this it's not going to fit exactly for everything but it's something oh one thing you said a long time ago that always kind of stuck with me was that you said having any plan is better than no plan. Even if it's a bad plan, it's better than no plan. I think we were talking about Marie Kondo and the way, you know, oh, yeah. how she organizes a house. Maybe it's not the absolute 100% perfect plan, but it's a plan. And it's a thing that you can yeah. feel good about doing. And it may not account for everything, but it accounts for a lot of things. Yeah. So I like the, you know... The, I don't know if, if we were talking about, you know, time where you sort of plan and review things. I like the three month time span that it's what I used to do when I was trying to teach myself and put together a portfolio and everything. I remember every three months because I would print out three, three months on a sheet of paper and I just kind of go through that. And then at the end of it, I would sort of have this ritual of, you know, mm -hmm. just reviewing everything and writing out the next three months, just kind of replanning. And it just, it just felt so good. It, it felt right. So I, it's a good amount of time. I like but, that. I like that. 
But yeah. Okay, so we meet back here in three months and do <laughs> this again. Yeah, I mean, we'll meet back next week, but yeah, I know, yes. but we'll talk about the big picture again in, in maybe three months and just kind of, I don't know, see if any of our plans made any sense. And then if they didn't, you know, we'll just make another projection and see if that one works. Okay. But I guess the goal is to, to get out of that, that thing where you wake up in the morning and you're not sure if you should run or if you should lift weights or whatever you, yeah. and then it just kind of, it's like this, uh, vibration. It just, there's a word for it, but it's, it's just constant and it, it frustrates you in it because you can't make the decision because you don't know what's right or wrong. Yeah. I do this all the time. I don't know if I should work out or if I should read a little bit or, you know, whatever. And you just sort of stand there thinking, I don't know which one's right. And yeah, I, if I had I, sort of a bigger picture in mind, then that gives you a filter. Having a filter of, of what's right and what's wrong, or if you have your your bigger picture in mind or some sort of larger goal, then you ask yourself, well, does lifting weights get me closer to that or does reading get me closer to that? And the right answer is very clear. But if you don't have that filter, then it's very hard to make that decision. You know there should be a right decision, but you don't right. know what's, what's in charge of that. In fact, okay, this is a weird one, but I think people with religious people whether or not i agree with them they have a direct a direct filter to ask themselves for every decision okay would this please god yes or no and then the the decision is pretty easily made right so and i think that's a big reason why it kind of gives them peace because they have that larger filter in mind okay moving away from that very quickly mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, end of yeah. I got friend. I got a bunch of comments just for bringing up insulin. <laughs> Let's see what One you get for religion. Well, we don't not. get a ton of comments, so that's that's something. Um, yeah. Sorry, you're distracting me with your religion talk. <laughs> Say something else. <laughs> no. Okay. So I am going to, my thing for this week, like leading into the next three month block, I like the three month block thing. That's something I've gravitated towards doing weightlifting and stuff uh, already. Kind of three months, kind of chunked into one month periods. I'll, I'll think through it that way. But my plan or uh, this week, I'm going to work on sorting out the fitness stuff. They come up with, okay, here's what I'm going to try to do for the next three months. And that'll include diet stuff and how I want to do the running plan, how I want to do the weightlifting stuff, figure out something realistic, figure out some contingencies, right? So if I do wake up late one day, what do I do? What happens if I miss a day? You know, that shouldn't completely obliterate the plan but i i right. genuinely need to get this figured out because like i said i'm just spending a lot of time agonizing over should i do this should i do that you know every day is full of decisions and i don't need to be making decisions it's fatiguing me and it's cutting into me actually doing something that i need to be doing so that's what i'm going to do this week 
you should do a similar thing to line up well, the next three months. Yeah, I started I started listing out things that I want to do or get back to or whatever, or just kind of prioritizing, you know, what's important to me. And at first I started listing out, oh, I want to do, you know, 20 paintings or whatever. And I'm like, no, that's stupid because that's right. It just felt bad. You know, I maybe I would start one painting and then realize it took me way too long, like this one <laughs> or, or whatever. It just putting that exact number just felt wrong. It, it's something that I would either succeed at in the wrong way or or fail at for the right ways, like or for the right reasons. So I, I stopped trying to do that. And I, I don't want to list all my goals, but basically I want to get my life back in order. It's like everything's just been so, so out of order. I want to fix some of the, the major things. And I hope, and I think, and I'm pretty sure that it will all sort of start to fall into place again. So I don't want to stay up too late because I want to be able to wake up early. So I'm having my computer shut off and like this, this rule of, you know, you dead stop. Is your, is your computer going to shut off in 20 minutes because it's, it's 10 away. Yes, probably. Okay. So we got to wrap this up before the computer <laughs> yeah. powers off. Or it, yeah. It'll sound an alarm first. So I think I can, but anyway, <laughs> okay. I'm going to, hopefully this computer thing works. I have a feeling it probably won't, but. Right. It's at least a start. So I want the computer to shut off at 1030. After that, it's only reading because that's another big issue. After looking back on the year, it's I'm thinking, OK, there were 20 books I wanted to read and I right. read half of four of them, you know, and yeah. I still want to read those books. So I listed them all out and I don't want to add any more books to that list. And I just want to slowly go through them. But I didn't have a place for them before. So now once the computer shuts off, you know, after that, it's just reading and and that's it. Just reading after that or, you know, I don't know, dishes or chores or whatever. Right. And I've been doing that the last week or so and you get tired way sooner. And I don't know, it's just been awesome. And then you want yeah. to go to bed sooner and then you want to wake up earlier. And if I wake up earlier, I can do right. my art again in the morning, whatever. I'm just, I'm rearranging some of the major things. And then with getting back into fitness i'm going to schedule a couple of those races and i think that'll be a lot of fun and it'll kind of put some pressure on actually exercising and working out and so i'm excited about that i think if i can get i don't know just rearrange a couple things and everything else should sort of fall into place and i'm trying to leave some freedom in the more creative endeavors to where you know it's it's not too strict or I know a lot of it's going to be moving around, so I don't want to pinpoint exactly how much I need to finish right. or, or whatever. Right. I don't want to put numbers on things right now. Yeah. But so I, I think I have the next, I have a general idea of the next year. Okay. And then the next three months, I should start zeroing in on that. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I still have some stuff to figure out. So I will work on that. But. But the plan is to not think about the next 10 years. It's just yeah. to think about the next sort of three months. Yeah. You think of, you sort of know how you want the, the year to end and you want it to end with you being proud of yourself. I don't want it to end with me feeling 
like I felt about this previous year where I did really great the first half of the year and then I totally fell off. I want to be proud of myself at the end of this year. So what do I need to do in order for that to happen? And it, you know, you can't lay out day, you know, day for day, but you can get a general sense of basically what you want to accomplish. And that's what I'm trying to get on the board. So that's the, the general big picture. And then now you plan, you know, week to week or whatever, the next three months. Right. And then you just stick to that plan. And if it works, you kind of keep doing that. If it doesn't, then you need to reassess at the end of the three months. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to kind of do something similar, which is to figure out you know, what are the things I want in place? What do I want to be able to kind of say about myself for the past year, you know, a year from now, and then try to get that into like a three month, three month cycle. Yeah. With the goal of being able to let go of some of the paper self-awareness or yeah. self-analysis. Yeah. And just to kind of sum it up for me. So, yeah, I, I like that line of thinking. And then the specific things that I really do want to work on this year are really the biggest one is that is that too much self-analysis or self-analysis at the wrong times. You know, that is something right. that I, I really want to improve. And I think thinking about things in that sort of arc should be pretty helpful. And And I the other part of that that goes along with it though, is that I really do want to come up with some, some protocols, some specific things. I want to be able to pull up the document of here's, here's the plan for doing this thing for, you know, when I sit down at a computer to work, what's the, what are the eight rules there that I need to abide by to keep things good and healthy? And what does that protocol look like for, you know, at night when I go to bed or wake up in the morning and stuff like that. Like, I, I really do want to try to think that way. And maybe that's not the best way to approach it. We'll see, but I want to at least try it. Well, okay. So this is a general idea that you have. It's pretty vague, but well, I don't know. You have a good idea of what you want. And then you say, I should work on that. The cool thing about three months is that mm -hmm. you have, what, 12 weeks? If you look at 12 weeks on a calendar or in front of you, there's not that many days in there. Right. And so if this is an idea that you really want to see realized, try to mark it out on the calendar and then it becomes a real thing. So you've just taken this general idea and made it very real. You need to have this started four weeks from now, you know, and it gets you thinking about it. That, that's why I like the three months so much is because you can take a general idea, you know, and then just start seeing it in real time take place. So it's, oh, it's next week that I have to work on that or, or whatever. So have that started in, you know, okay. in four All weeks right. from now I and will. then finished by the end of the three months. <laughs> oh, and you can hold me to that. We'll talk about what I did or didn't do in three months. And if I don't hold you to that, then you'll have to come up with a different bulleted plan for right. how I don't forget things like this. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it for me. Anything else? Nope. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Good luck this year. Um, we'll see how the AI apocalypse goes, but going to try to set that aside and just make some <laughs> plans and try to get some things figured out.